Dracula. I am Dracula. And I bid you welcome, Mr. Hart, to my heart. Come Our first award goes to the vampires for most blood drained in a single evening. The strength of the vampire is that people will not believe in him. fellow vampire lovers the sun is going down and you know what that means it's time for me to record another episode of my podcast the beautiful dead as always i am your host lena nazari find me at lenanazari.com get links to social media dm me send me an email that's lena at lenanazari.com um why would you send me an email or dm me i don't know to tell me let i don't know that you like my books to ask questions about the books um i don't know to tell me how much you hate everything that's fine too i love hearing from you guys all right appearances are quickly upcoming so here in pittsburgh i'll be at memento con uh first weekend of august super psyched about that one and you can see all my appearances on lenanazari.com it's really the easiest way actually the easiest way is to join my fanged family they get emails every time I have a new appearance, so they hear before anyone else. Then I will be at, I actually have to look behind me. <laughs> September 29th through October 1st, I will be in DC, actually Arlington, Virginia, to be specific, for Creation DC. Um, it's my birthday. Come have, oh, and it's a full moon. So come have a drink with me, celebrate my birthday, celebrate the full moon, because people, I get wild on the full moon. Then I am looking at something in November, so be ready. The second it's going to happen, I will let my fanged family know. Um, I'm looking at something in November. December 8th through 10th, I'll be in Nashville. I'll be at Creation Nashville. If you guys have never been to Creation and you love Supernatural, what are you doing? You have to go. It's so much fun. And then my absolute favorite... No offense to Fan Expo Philly, but Fan Expo New Orleans, first weekend in January. Come celebrate um, with me in the French Quarter, New Year's 2024. We will be manifesting. I don't know. Whatever. Just come. Come. Come see. I'm getting a tattoo. You could be a part of that, too. And if you want to have a say in what tarot card I have tattooed here amongst my bats, uh, let me know. As soon as I like am for sure, for sure, I will let you guys know. But I am taking suggestions. And explain to me the why. Some people have told me what card they think I should get, but not the why. Explain to me the why. Anybody who explains the best why will probably get my arm. So just saying. And flattery gets you everywhere with me. All right. If you have never watched this channel or listened to this podcast, massive spoiler alerts. The point of this is that I review this material and we talk about it. So massive, massive spoiler alerts. I ruin everything. If you've never seen this before, this is one of those that I'm going to recommend you pause this and go watch it. Do yourself a favor, then come back. I'll wait. 
while I'm waiting, my vampire tea this evening is guilty pleasures. Um, it doesn't necessarily tie in to the material. I just love this one. It's the blackberry. And this is one of those that if like I had seen it on a shelf, I don't know that I would have bought it. Um, but because it was given to me and I want to try everything, I tried it and I am obsessed with it. So it's in my um, vampire Snoopy mug. All right, have you watched it? Are you back? Let's do this. We are talking about 2015's Freaks of Nature. Um, didn't really know. I don't like to look into too much. If it pops up on a vamp list, I throw it on my to watch. And um, it fell under comedy, and July is vampire comedy. So I'm like, yeah, why not? Loved it. I'm just going to tell you right out of the gate. Loved it. So let's do the summary. This is a heck of a summary. So bear with me, get something to drink, have some vampire tea because we we're about to deep dive. <coughs> oh no. The town of Dilford, Ohio, which is not real by the way, is home to three species who despise each other, humans, zombies, and vampires. Vampires are the top of the food chain, obviously, both literally and in social circles, and tend to be the cooler kids in town. Uh, duh. The zombies are able to leave their ghetto with special collars that keep them compliant. The humans languish somewhere in the middle, intimidated by the vampires while seeing the zombies as second-class citizens. All seem to have their own communities and rules by which they keep a tense truce. So think of them like cliques. School nerd Dag sets out to lose his virginity with Lorelai, the hottest girl in school, to prove he isn't a loser. He has issues with Rick Wilson, the baseball coach and manager of the local meat factory. Rick fired all the human employees, including Dag's mother, and replaced them with zombies for cheap labor. Guys, it, listen, if you're not already invested, I don't know what you're doing here because this is so good. Rick taunts him with this, like taunting Dag, the fact that he fired his mom while practicing his pitching and he chokes and ends up hitting one of the star athletes, injuring him severely. Like I'm talking collar apparatus for two years injure. Meanwhile, social outcast Petra is seduced and transformed into a vampire after being bitten by Milan. If that's not a great vampire name. Milan, the high school's playboy vampire, while they're making out. Later, he rejects her when she wants to make the relationship permanent, leaving her alone, and now a vampire with no idea how to cope. Dag's former best friend, Ned, is the brother of the athlete that Dag injured, also a social outcast at high school. He's one of the smartest people in town, but is ostracized by his sport-loving father and receives only contempt from his teachers. Following an argument with his family, Ned visits the zombie ghetto and he allows a female teenage zombie to bite his leg, transforming him into a zombie so he doesn't have to think or be smart anymore. Dude, I get it. I say all the time like I'd be so much happier if I were just dumber. Just as Dag is about to finally score with Lorelai, out of nowhere, aliens invade Dilford. Yes, guys, now there's aliens causing the residents to believe that the zombies and vampires and humans are all attacked. So they're all, they're all blaming each other for this attack. This causes an all-out war between the three groups and envelops the town in a free-for-all of vampires versus humans versus zombies. 
Dag and Lorelai hide in a house, which is raided by a group of vampires, and Lorelai is seemingly killed by Petra, who has always been jealous of her. In subsequent brawls between the factions, Dag, Ned, and Petra reluctantly join and hide in Stuart Miller's basement, Stuart being the local doomsday nut. While sheltering from the invasion, Petra and Ned are overcome by hunger and eat Stuart and his mother. I'm like, I can't wait to rewatch this movie. The aliens are able to determine their location, causing them to seek cover at the high school. Ned and Dag fight about their former friendship, and Dag not wanting to be a loser anymore, so they stop being friends. Ned, who is still a genius despite his non-verbal zombie status, leaves angrily. Later, Petra and Dag become trapped and make out, but he flinches and Petra accuses him of being afraid of her. The aliens find them again and Dag realizes that the aliens can only see inorganic materials, such as their synthetic clothing. The three of them strip and run to Dag's house where they change into organic cotton clothes kept by Dag's hippie mother. Later, Dag, Petra, and Ned are captured by the aliens. They're placed with the other captured residents in a warehouse with force fields segregating the humans, vampires, and zombies. Dag and Petra find that instead of dying, Lorelai has been changed into a hot vampire, which intimidates and just pisses off Petra, which is amazing. After figuring out the weakness in the force field keeping them apart, Dag, Ned, and Petra convince everyone to band together to fight the aliens and destroy the force field. At Rick's meat factory, the chemical tetrafluoroxapan, which I don't think is real, is used to transform horse cartilage into a meat-like substance, and that is what the aliens are after. So they want this, tetra this tetrafluoroxapin. Um, Dad convinces Rick to let the town into the factory as the aliens arrive and submerge in the chemical, combining to grow one single large alien. They then begin to, The alien then begins to make a speech about how they just wanted to ask nicely for the chemical, but the town's irritated residents interrupted what should have been peaceful and then they started getting condescending towards them the town folks attack and the alien fights back but it's weakened when the others realize that the ammonia tanks used in the factory can hurt them meanwhile milan corners petra and attempts to kill her he's stopped by dag who turns into a werewolf now we have werewolves after almost being killed, he realizes that the big change his parents kept trying to tell him about was this. After a short brawl, Milan is accidentally killed when he is impaled on a metal pole. As the outclassed alien is shrinking back to its mini size, it attempts to escape by spaceship while dropping a bomb to destroy the town. Ned catches the bomb, proving that he's just as good as an athlete as his brother, despite being a zombie. He gives it to Dag, who pitches it to the ship before it closes its doors, and the spaceship explodes, destroying the aliens. Everything returns back to normal for the town, and Lorelai asks Dag out on a date. However, Dag chooses to be with Petra instead. Ned appears to be happier and better adjusted as a zombie, and seems to have bonded with his star athlete brother and father, who have also become zombies. I really hope if you have not seen this movie that you listened to me and you paused and you went and watched it before you listened to the summary because bravo to whoever wrote this bravo let's break it down 
Okay, some vampire references. So I really, really picked through this cast. This is a star-studded cast. And I thought there would be more vampiric crossovers. However, most of the people in this movie are comedic actors. So there was only one I found, and that was Keegan-Michael Key plays a teacher, a vampire teacher in this. And he also voices Murray in the Hotel Transylvania movies. Relationship to humans. So if I didn't make it clear in the summary, vampires are out of the coffin. Um, the humans know about vampires. They know about aliens. They know about all supernatural beings. So they are out. Um, they, there's a lot of like um, contention between the races, or the species. There's vamp parties. There's vamp dating sites. Like everybody's out and the humans hate the vampires, but also are scared of the vampires because they're sort of at the top. Relationship to animals. We actually never see an animal in this whole thing. So even with the chaos that I just described to you, there's no animals in the mix. So I, I can't tell you. Appearance. They are pale human appearing, but they have visible blue vasculature. That's one of the things that kind of gives them away. Um, and then when they vamp out, they have the pronounced facial bones that you see like in Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, I mean the TV show. Their irises turn black and their faces distort, but that's only when they vamp out. For the most part, they're walking around looking human with this pale, pale skin, blue visible vasculature and the fangs. The fangs are either two sharp canines, one on each side, or two on each side for a total of four. And the fangs are not retractable. They are always present. So once you're turned, that's it. There's really no hiding it. But you don't have to because the vampires are out. Yes, they drink blood. Um, we see a teacher in the teacher's lounge who's like screaming because the pot of blood, which is like a coffee pot with blood in it, Someone finished it off and didn't refill it. So that was pretty funny. And also, you can go to the grocery store in this world and buy blood bags. So that's convenient. Uh, food. Yeah, they can, they can eat food. We never see them eat food, but one of the teachers freaks out when somebody finished the last donut. So obviously, they can eat if they want to. So the sunlight thing is complicated. They can be out during the day, but not in direct sunlight. So we see the vamps in the high school during the day and we see Petra like run out, but then she realizes she's in direct sun. So like she has to be covered with a hoodie and stuff. And then at one point she finds V block, which is sunblock for vampires. So yes, they can be out during the day, but they can't be in direct sunlight. Sleep. So we see one of the vamps has a bed. We see Milan's bed. So we're going to assume as long as they are not in direct sunlight, as long as somebody doesn't pull back a curtain while they're sleeping, they can pretty much sleep anywhere. Holy items are never addressed. And the only rules I can tell you for sure is that they don't cast a reflection because that's how Petra knows that she's turned. But I, they don't appear to need to be invited in or anything like that. All right, powers. They can live forever. They don't age. And we know this because the teacher's like, in my 97 years of teaching at this high school, um, they're strong. They can heal a great deal. They can jump very high. They're very agile. I don't think they can mesmerize because when we see Milan sort of seducing Petra, he's using like these cheesy pickup lines to convince her just like any other dude would. So if he could mesmerize, he probably would have, because clearly you find out that he's a total dick. So if he could have mesmerized her into it, he would have. 
Um, but he does not. He uses these cheesy pickup lines. The one that sticks out to me is she's like, well, you slept with Lorelai. Why do you want to bite me? And he, and she, and he's like, I offered Lorelai 17 minutes. I'm offering you an eternity, which I was like, oh, that's good. That's really good. How are they made? So we see the girl bitten. Then we see the bite. Then we see that she's turned. So I didn't know if there was a full process. But then later on, Petra bites and drinks from um, Lorelai, thinks that she's killed her. But later we see Lorelai is risen and turned. So we're like, okay, so I guess it just takes a bite. Then um, Petra feeds off of the dude's mom and doesn't rise. And that's because they've chopped them up and put them in a uh, trash bag. So... Here's what I can tell you as a professional vampire ex uh, expert. If you bite them and destroy them, they won't rise. If you bite them and leave them, they're going to rise later. So there you go. You're welcome. Heartbeat and breathing is never addressed. How do they die? Stake to the heart, and it doesn't have to be wooden because we see Milan is impaled with a metal pipe. Or the sunlight, obviously, because she starts to smoke when she steps out into the sun. And that's how um, he knows that he has to cover her up. Uh, and if they're staked, they burst. So like true blood style. So it's very messy to stake a vamp. But they seem to just burst into blood. They're not like goop, like in true blood. But they do burst like a, like a water balloon. So a little messy to stake a vamp in that world. Are they good or are they bad? So being a vampire in this world doesn't change who you are. Milan is a womanizing dick, and that's exactly what he is as a vampire. And Petra, um, you know, she tries to be good. She she realizes very quickly this mistake she's made after she's allowed Milan to bite her. So it's up to you what you do with the dark gift. If you're an asshole, you're going to be an asshole as a vampire. But you have the possibility of change should you choose to tropes i love and tropes i hate i love when supernatural creatures are out in the open and they have to face all these normal issues like prejudice you know we see that in true blood and it was so well done in true blood but i love the idea of like all the species are out and they have to deal with you know prejudice and and mortgages and real world problems and how they interact with all of that and that takes me to the next one i love a vampire werewolf love story this might upset a few people but i just love the idea of like interspecies love when it comes to paranormal species so you know vampire and hunter vampire and werewolf werewolf and what you know i just love that idea i do it's like such a romeo and juliet thing but i'm here for it and it's so well done in this one i love the werewolf vampire rivalry more um but when there's like the werewolf and vampire love couple i love that tropes i hate guys there was not a single part of this movie that I rolled my eyes at. I loved it. I loved every second of it. There is not a trope in here that did not work and was not used for a reason. I loved it. Not a big fan of like the vampire sunblock idea. We see that in a lot of stuff. Not a big fan, but hey, it's a comedy. I was here for it. She found the V block and she's like, I could have used this a few minutes ago. And I laughed and it says SBF 30, which made me laugh even more. But I don't know. Maybe it's SBF 30 for vampires, which is different. 
Let's do the ratings. How scary or evil are the vampires of Freaks of Nature? So they can be awake in the sun and they can use clothes and a sunblock to be out in the sun. So they're not necessarily stopped by the sun. They can jump high. They're very agile. They're very strong. They can spread very easily. There is a lot of them. And they don't have to hide because they're out in the open. Um, they can be killed. So let's remember that one. They can be destroyed, destroyed by the sun. So yes, they can put things on. But like if somebody just pulls the blinds up and you're standing there and you're not protected, you're in trouble. Um, because they're known to humans, they can be easily recognized as a vampire. So the not having to hide is a good thing. However, um, it now now that humans are fully aware of you, you can't walk amongst them un, unrecognized. They're going to know what you are. There's a lot of infighting. And we've talked about this before. When there's a lot of infighting within the vampires, that really hurts you. Because you're obviously very distracted and you're not paying attention and you guys aren't working together. So that's going to hurt you. You're not made evil just by being turned. Um, a dick is a dick is a dick. Doesn't matter if you're a werewolf, an alien, a zombie, a vampire, whatever. You're still a dick. Uh, and also if you have morals and, and a moral compass, that's not going to change. And you can just go get blood at the store so you don't have to kill anybody. So I had to sit down and like really figure this out because the vamps are super cool in this, but also like they do have a lot that hurts them. So four out of 10 stakes to the heart for scariness and evil. How sexy or alluring are the vampires of freaks of nature so yeah the vampires clearly love sex like milan is a horn dog they're gonna be young forever um they also seem to attract the humans that are obsessed with vampires so there's a whole group of humans that are like obsessed with the vampires so it's kind of easy to pull them in kind of like groupies so there's that it's not like they have the power to pull humans to them unwillingly because milan would have used that many times but they are like more attractive to humans that love vampires, if that makes sense. It's like a power dynamic there. When Lorelai's turned, she's like, oh my God, like look at my boobs, they're bigger and perkier and I'm even sexier than before, which of course pisses off Petra. But um, that means that being turned actually makes you like the sexiest version of yourself. So that's something to think about. Uh, they also seem to like to sleep around. So they made a comment about vamp parties like just a few minutes in. And this is one of those movies where I was like frantically taking notes because so much happens. Um, they're like, I heard these vamp parties are wild. Are you sure you want to go? So I would not be surprised to find out that it ends in orgies. I would not be surprised at all. So 6.5 out of 10 onks for sexiness and allure. All right. My thoughts. Oh my God. Finding gems like this movie is why I freaking love this podcast. I'm not going to lie to you guys. There's times where I want to quit because I'm like, why am I, I'm, I have put so much pressure on myself. I have so much to do. I'm working two jobs. I have two kids. I'm trying to write a book. I'm trying to do an audio book. I have to have this podcast out every week. And there's been times like where I just want to quit. But finding gems like this is why I freaking love this podcast. Not only will I be watching this again, like probably today, 
but I'm going to make so many people watch this and I can 110% see myself using quotes from this movie in my daily life, especially once other people know of the movie. For example, the vampires call the humans who are obsessed with vampires, vampires, which is wannabe vampires. They're like, you're just a, you're just a vampire. I could see myself using that one. So many good quotes in this. Like I said, I love the worlds where all the supernatural creatures are out and there's like clicks and there's issues and there's support groups and there's unions and like all this stuff. I just, I love that. Um, when you turn this one on, there's like not really an explanation. You're just thrown right into the world. So you see humans, you see zombies, you see vampires and like, okay, then there's aliens and you're like, all right, now there's aliens. And then there's a werewolf and you're like, what? is happening right now. It is crazy. If you have not seen this one, please do yourself a favor. Please just go watch it. Let me know what you think. Let me know if you agree with me. If I'm like totally off and you're like, this movie sucked, what is wrong with her? Put it in the comments. I'm here for that. But I'm just saying, if you didn't, if you don't love this movie, we're probably not going to be friends because this is my type of movie. I'm going to make for the people who are like in my life right now, just know I'm going to make you watch this movie. All right, next week. So originally I was going to do a movie called Old Dracula from the 70s. I stumbled across it on the best vampire comedies list. Sorry, I have to take a drink. Mm. Um, but I looked into it and it is nowhere to be streamed. And to get it on DVD is $24. So the person who helped me find Shadow of the Vampire is currently working on this one. So we're going to have to postpone this one. So for my last podcast episode of July, and remember I'm not recording in August because I need a break. I will be back in September refreshed and ready for spooky season. And I think you're going to be obsessed with the lineup for September. And if you want to know, join my Fang family because they find out. So the last one of July before my break, we're going to do the 1984 movie Vamp. There's a lot of movies out there called Vamp. This one's from 1984. It's a comedy. It is $3 to rent on Prime. I think it's like $7 to buy, which is probably what I'm going to do. If you don't want to watch it, then wait till next week and I'll tell you if it's worth the $3. Or you can just watch it and, and go on this ride along with me. Because I think maybe I've seen it like way back in the day. I think it's one of those ones that was like on cable and I was watching it and, and just knew it was about vampires but wasn't sure what it was because I saw a picture from it and I was like, wait, I think I've seen that. So go on this ride with me. Go watch Vamp, um, the 80s movie on Prime. Please take care of yourself. Enjoy your July. I'm glad it's coming to an end. I'm s I love you guys, but I am super excited for this break in August. So if anybody from New Orleans who knows me is watching or listening, I'm coming to see you soon. I'm so excited. I'm going on vacation in New Orleans mid-August. Uh, follow my social media to see pictures. All right, gang, I'm going to wrap this up. I love you guys. I wish you wicked hugs and bloody kisses. Good evening.